Hello and welcome to the MDA podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. Today's podcast is one in our series called MDA Meets, but with a difference. This is a six-part series where we spend time with one company, Waze, the navigation specialist. We're going to talk to Waze's executives, their partners, their clients, their customers, to try and understand how this truly disruptive company is making a mark. In the first episode, I'm joined by Rue Roberts, UK Country Manager, in an episode entitled Solving Traffic. So Rue, hi, and welcome to the NDA podcast. We've got six episodes in this in this series. Uh, the first episode is, is Solving Traffic, but I think it's a great opportunity to intro you. I mean, everyone listening, I guess, has heard of ways Okay, everyone listening, I'm sure, hasn't got in-depth knowledge, maybe as much as they should. Uh, and I guess a lot of people know you, but let's do a proper intro. So, Rue, who are you? And tell us a bit about what you do at Waze. Yeah, hi, hi, Justin. Thanks. Well, thanks very much for having me, of course. Um, so, so I'm Rue. I, I'm the country manager for Waze in the UK. What that essentially means is I oversee our business operations in the market and more ostensibly and responsible for our commercial um, proposition, uh, which in effect is the advertising platform through Waze. Um, and Waze, I, I love that you should have pre- prefaced the question with, I'm sure everybody listening has heard of Waze. I do too. I, uh, I, I hope they do too. But that's also part of the challenge, you know, within, within the remit is, of course, promoting Waze to users, growing that user base. And the reason that's important is... Waze works as a community-driven proposition, ultimately to solve the problem of traffic. That that was the original reason that Waze came into being. It was founded on the principle that traffic is is a big problem and uh, and and could do with solving. Um, and that's really how we set ourselves apart from other sat nav uh, propositions, which which we can talk a little bit more um, about. But yeah, within within the UK, looking looking after the kind of commercial stream, but also the user base growing that so that ways makes more effect, more impact for uh, everybody that uses it on the on the roads. Okay, we'll talk a bit more in a second about actual products, but we were just chatting beforehand about the last time I saw you was when I interviewed you, interviewed you at Madfest back in 2020 when Madfest was virtual. I was doing a stage in Elstree. Uh, and back then we were sort of mid-pandemic and, and things were all very different from now. And Waze being a traffic company based on people being cars obviously was a very different situation so how have things changed since we last talked in terms of you know how how ways sits yeah i mean um well since then i'm still sat at home i'm sat at the same desk i was when i think i did that interview with you so that hasn't changed and it feels like it's been a very a very long time but boy has it flown by flown by quickly um on the roads, however, yeah, they, like look, we've seen some pretty, um, pretty clear uh, changes, but also now some real returns back to normalcy. Um, volumes of cars on the road and and traffic on the road is back f- from a ways point of view, I should say, is back uh, in excess of what it was pre-pandemic. Um, we all know that the rules have been enforced and, and changed and relaxed and and sort of up and down um, from a government perspective through this period as well and obviously with that comes the variance of lockdown state different business types being open and closed um, and and with that comes the great 
confidence or lack of confidence for consumers to go about their their regular everyday everyday business the big shift we saw is 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 a great reduction in commutes so commuting as a driver behavior is the one area that's been in reduction it's beginning to return gradually but as we we actually talked about before before we started um the podcast is that um those commuter behaviors are very different some offices are open for one or two days a week or, or three but perhaps not full fully five days and different job types of course have very different behaviors there but every other driver category is in excess has grown during the pandemic drives for le- leisure and travel drives for um running errands so think supermarket shopping that kind of uh, behavior or stopping off at the hairdresser and these these kind of typical things that we do on a monthly or, or weekly or daily basis um are are on the increase okay so i mean I, i've definitely seen traffic increase i was when i was in my mother-in-law this weekend up in manchester and it was crazy up there it's crazy down here and I'm, which i think is a good thing but let's talk about uh you know what what is the traffic issue that waves was was formed to solve you you, you literally that in your intro but what is that traffic issue that you're going to solve yeah i mean originally um it was formed so so Waze is a uh, originally a, a tech startup in israel so israel as, as i'm sure everybody is aware but for those who who aren't is is very much it's become a tech hub a global kind of tech hub where a lot of um startups so a huge amount of expertise and resource um for technology businesses and Waze is no different it was it was formed in uh, in in israel um, and our founders were, were setting about solving the, the challenge of traffic. And it was a community-led project, um, really uh, led by the stresses of what traffic brings. Um, and as time has passed, we've recognized that we're really focused on three main propositions. One, you know, traffic is um, bad for the environment. We all know this to be true. Um, and still cars with their engines on i.e. stuck in traffic, are significantly worse for the environment than the same cars free-flowing on the roads. So gear changes, braking, th- like those conditions are much worse for the, for the environment. Uh, the, uh, you know, the other one is the uh, economy. You know, the people being late for things, late for work, uh, late later to the shops, um, you know, spending capacity, local businesses that might be stopped off at on on a journey get bypassed because people are late trying to get somewhere like all of these things um kind of uh, on aggregate uh, are a drag on uh, a drag on the economy um and then of course like stress related you know getting stuck in traffic is extremely stressful and it's it's very difficult to measure the impact that has on one's health or mental state but it's clearly um, uh, having an impact. So uh, it's, it's, it's no surprise that I drive as part of my commute and I'm going rapidly grey um, as, as, you know, almost before my very eyes. And, and so these are the things that really were the founding principles. So these are the benefits that Waze is delivering, I guess, to to the whole economy, uh, environment, economy itself, stress, health, well-being. So what, what are the key benefits you think that Waze does deliver can you measure it you know what's what is the what's your overall mission what's the one thing that gets you out of bedroom and gets ways going each morning yeah i mean um so it's a really really open question isn't it the thing that gets me out of bed is of course um the the need to do something interesting you know i'm I'm, i suppose i'm I'm fortunate in the sense that um 
I'm I'm working in an environment and, and, and for a company that does have a core founding principle, which is very community spirited. And it is it's, it's fundamentally about um, benefiting others. Um, and that and that's nice. That gives you energy and that gives you kind of a sense of purpose and so on. But let's not forget that you know, my remit is, of course, on the business side is to ensure that there's a revenue stream that allows us to create and enhance and improve this 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 great proposition. Um, and, and so that's a driver as well. It's the affordability of being able to produce and um, and, and improve the ways uh, the ways proposition. But to kind of go back to, I suppose, the, the, the core question. Waze works in four, in sort of four ways, and it's entirely about making sure that we have got the most robust, up-to-date, real-time map available. If you're a user of Waze, you um, just through driving, doing nothing else but driving with Waze on is passing back data so that we are totally up-to-date with the speed of traffic, the volume of traffic, the roads that are available. So if you drive down a road that didn't previously exist in a new estate or something, that immediately triggers our ability to make sure we're mapping new new roads and so on. Um, so the user behavior in itself is, is actually adding benefits to others. Um, and that's exciting. With that, users have the ability to manually, through voice control if they're on the move or, or um, uh, manually through the app, when they when they finish their journey, if they've recognised a pothole or a road closure or a, a road traffic accident, like an incident on the road, that is going to cause a disruption in traffic flow. Um, that again, in real time, immediately benefits other drivers uh, on the road. Um, but it doesn't stop there. We you know we work uh, very closely with uh, via our map editor community. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of volunteers around the world. There's like definitely a map editor local to you that knows your local streets, knows your local uh, roads and, and businesses and, and things that are going on. And, and they're supporting us through our, our map editor um, platform to ensure the map is fresh as well. So that if a there's a set of roadworks scheduled or a new bridge is being built or a new housing estate or there's a large event like at Wembley Stadium or in, in a local park anything like that can be logged and updated in advance by our map editor community so that when that moment comes our algorithm is dispersing traffic to avoid that potential build-up so that's kind of like how uh, how, how that works as well um, and via them we work really closely with local authorities um, and highways agencies as well, uh, as well, who feed information back to us um, in advance of road issues, so that we've got that map as fresh as possible. And, and we, in turn, give them access to uh, to our data and our our kind of um, platform, so they can make smart decisions. Because everybody knows the worst thing on a commute is getting stuck behind a refuse lorry. You know, you don't want to get stuck there. That's adding ten yeah. minutes to your journey. Yeah, just adding ten minutes to your journey straight away. So if local authorities can plan those routes at times and um, on uh, roads, sorry, the sequence of roads that avoids the worst of the traffic, that is of a benefit to to everyone involved. Okay, I love, I love the community aspect of all this, really. And that's one thing I personally didn't know that much about. I know we're digging into these these different elements later in the series, but let's talk a bit about the, the relative importance, if possible, to the different audiences that... I guess you serve. You mentioned local infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. There's businesses. There's consumers. There's there's infrastructure providers. There's so many different audiences that the ways has to serve. Um, can you identify which ones are more important? Any or they do all 
sort of operate totally seamlessly? I mean, the, the most important, of course, are represented by the most common uh, vehicle type on the road, and that, and that is a private car. And that represents the majority of Waze users as well, um, because traffic is made up of the majority of vehicle types that all come together in one in one place. So, so in a sense, that that's our most important audience. But you're right; there are different differences. Um, you know, uh, give give a give an example of you know Waze is extremely useful to delivery drivers, of which there are many employed like employed by businesses like your amazon drivers for example but then there are also lots of private drivers that drive on behalf of delivery companies and we see ton you know today i think already i've had three different delivery uh, vehicles come come to my home come to my home um and so finding where to go but where to go quickly to avoid um any potential um strains on the road uh, is is a is a, class, a very classic usage um Taxi drivers, you know, Waze is really popular with taxi drivers as well. I, I bet you have, I bet you have been into an Uber in the past, and the Uber interface uses one map uh, option, and then the driver quickly switches to the Waze app, knowing that the addition, the manual addition of real time information from other drivers, gives it that slight edge. You know, we we, we believe that that gives us a slight edge, and that helps uh, drivers um, get where they need to go uh, if they're taking passengers with them. Um, so yeah, there are very different audience types, but but really, we set out to help the majority, and that is of course private car users. I suppose the sort of societal changes that we've seen, uh, you know, in, induced by the pandemic, and you mentioned delivery drivers. Obviously, there are far everyone's getting things delivered far more now. As you've had three today, I think I've had two today already. You know, we're living in a very different world, and I guess so much more now depends on the movement of traffic, even. M- more than it did before the pandemic i mean yes the roads could be quieter not so much anymore but how do you think about those those changes how does that influence what ways can offer yeah there's a there's a lot of things going there's a huge amount of things going on really that impact this and some in small ways some in some in large ways um i guess partly because i work for ways i'm within that environment i'm what i would class as a super user for various different reasons you know, I drive for my commute. So when I am coming in, uh, coming to London, I have to drive to my train um, uh, locally. And I don't want to miss that train. And Waze tells me what time to leave. And better than that, it sends me an alert to tell me you better get <laughs> you better get going because you've got this this arrival time you need to you need to hit. And that's a journey I do every day. I know the route, but then every so often it's takes me a different way. And I question why. And even in the past, I've 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 you know I've not believed the outcome and I've gone my normal route and then hit a roadworks that I was unexpected. So the point is, you know, trusting in that system and that setup we've got saves you time and it avoids the inevitable issues we have just when we don't, just when we don't need them. Um, but I'm also, you know, I'm also a, a parent of, of four children and that takes me to sporting fixtures, drama shows, God knows how many clubs on a weekly basis, which is always in a playing field behind a village hall in a village I've never heard of 30, 30 minutes away. Um, and so for those kind of un, un, unusual journeys, but that are still frequent, you know, you you um, you have that kind of uh, proposition. So it's the, it's 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 a combination of, driving where you don't know but also driving where you do know 
really really well weighs still surprise and delights um on those on those journey types and again we'll talk about this much more detail later in the series but but advertisers brands i suppose the amount of much data you hold on what people actually do and how they live their life is incredibly valuable to advertising. It, it, it absolutely does. Um, the data that we hold that is, of course, available to advertisers so that they can make smart decisions um, for what they do with the Waze platform is ultimately around driving behaviours on the road. So that's that's available in terms of volume, um, length of drives, um, types of drive, uh, and so on. We actually, as a business, ask very little information about the users themselves, um, which is good as we're sort of um, hurtling towards this kind of cookless world and changes in in personalization capability. Advertisers really are able to concentrate on location-based advertising, location-based opportunities. So our advertising suite is directly related to that. It's, It's not unusual for a driver to see a supermarket brand or a, or a restaurant fast food chain uh, pinned to the side of the road. It's, it's, a, it's a business type. It's, it's very normal to see that on a map, but it's also adding adding value because if it's time of day uh, um, and in, in the proximity um, relevant to the user, of course, they can directly uh, inter- interact with, uh, with that moment. So we see regularly brands in the fuel space, supermarket space, um, fast food um, chains being entirely relevant. Their businesses with a huge number of locations across the UK and in other, in other parts of the world, uh, other other countries, and um, that's really a kind of core proposition for ways driving footfall to those businesses. And it doesn't matter who the user is because everybody gets hungry. Everybody needs to stop off at a supermarket. If you're on your commute home, you know having that useful supermarket chain um, en route. Um, and everybody needs to refuel their refuel their vehicle. Uh, so in that sense, the personalization uh, really doesn't matter. But the data provision of of, of mobility, you know, car numbers and so on, is, is really useful for, for businesses to make smart decisions. Fantastic. Well, look, let's end up, we've covered a lot of different elements, but uh, let's end up with how, how far is Waze going to go in solving traffic? This episode is called Solving Traffic. So in terms of Waze's core mission, how far will you go in actually solving traffic? I often ask this question, you know, what happens in a world where every single driver on the road uses ways? Does that automatically mean there's zero traffic because, <laughs> because everything's dispersed? Um, look, the reality, the reality, who knows? The, the reality could, um, uh, could, could come into effect. Um, I, I think... I view Waze as a bit like, you know, a bit like an ant's nest, which is a slightly odd analogy. But if everybody has that kind of usage of Waze for their own personal agenda, their own personal destinations and all the rest of it. But in using Waze, that allows the algorithm to take care of as much traffic disbursement as possible while still keeping cars moving freely on the roads, getting to where they want to with as little stress and as little hindrance as possible. That works well. You know, you, you sort of see um, how that works um, in uh, with with my analogy. If like all ants know what their purpose is, and they build fantastic um, colonies and all the rest of it, that's kind of how I that's kind of how I view it. So, user growth is really important to us to to, to sort of help drive that behaviour without forcing 
users into certain behaviors themselves that still have the freedom to do uh, to, to go about their daily habits um but there's alternatives right so if our mission is solving traffic yeah our core navigation proposition goes some way to solving that but in other markets we've launched something called carpool and and ways is carpool is the other angle you can take which is is there a way to actually lessen the number of vehicles on the road um so we're live in four markets and 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 with with that proposition you ultimately have a, a number of people that might live in the same village or same part of town same community together heading to the same business or the same school the same establishment and through the uh, carpool proposition it brings them together so that there's more people in a single vehicle it has the ability to share the cost of the, the fuel um so that so that there's sort of a seamless um payment solution involved in that um and that is becoming more and more popular as a as a proposition for obvious reasons um you know we haven't rolled that out everywhere it's, it's a difficult kind of time globally to to get people getting in and out of each other's cars but certainly where that's been live that's proven to be extremely um uh, popular and is working well and so what that does is that actually opens up a whole world of other opportunities if we just concentrate on the problem of solving traffic what is there beyond navigation what is there beyond carpooling you know and 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 you know then your mind can wander to all sorts of alternative types of travel promoting um uh public transport cycle routes you know uh, other other ways of getting around while still being able to um go about your daily habits and i think that shifting commuting can play a big part in that because if there's less people feeling the need to head into city sort of metropolitan centers and there's more people staying in in alternative urban and rural areas that actually opens up shorter distance journeys a, an entirely different economy more local economy uh, growth um and different traffic possibilities um different transport possibilities so i think i think there's a, a very in, interesting future ahead there yeah, i agree the shifting sort of commuting patterns it's going to be just fascinating to watch what happens over the next few years but Rue, look, thanks so much for joining us. That was a great, great, great introduction to Waze. And as I said, this is the first in our six-part series. So I look forward to seeing you on the next. But thank you so much for letting us into how exactly Waze works and how it's help, helping to solve problems for commuters and for advertisers and for infrastructure providers and basically everyone you touch. So Ruth, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you, Justin. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs>